This is episode number 115 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleague, Sarah Fate. Hi. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And we are here to both educate you and entertain you with all the wonderful things that we have to offer remotely here at the <laughs> Middle Country Public Library. <laughs> How you ladies doing? All right. Uh, before we start, just a, a quick little bit of housekeeping. Obviously, the library is still closed, and um, the program registration, which was originally scheduled for the beginning of the May, has been postponed. Uh, we do not have any dates for you right now for program registration, but we will let you know as soon as that comes up. Also, unfortunately, all programming for the month of May has been uh, either canceled or postponed. So we will keep you up to date on anything that might come up uh, regarding that. Uh, ladies, do you have any bit of housekeeping you want to mention? Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, I would say, and mm -hmm. obviously Facebook. I think we, you know, we're putting up a lot of stuff, like even like Zoom recordings, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We always like put them up then on YouTube, um, so you can catch it later. And so I think it's a, I think it's a good time to subscribe to our um, YouTube channel. I think a lot of our stuff is on there. So. Great. Okay. So uh, Sarah, mm -hmm. you have chosen a film for this week's movie chat. What did you choose? Well, it's something that is available on Hoopla, and it is called Freaks. It came out in two thousand and eighteen. It is a science fiction thriller film starring Emil Hirsch and Bruce Dern. Okay. Do you want to give us like a, just a quick synopsis, like a storyline? Um, sure. So it's a movie about a father and his daughter, a young, a young girl. I'm, I'm bad with ages. Sal, how old do you think she is? She's seven. Yeah. In the movie, she's, yeah, she's supposed to be seven in the movie. Seven. Yeah, she's not really seven in real life, but in the movie, she's seven. So she's seven. And uh, apparently, the father keeps her inside because it's dangerous outside for her. And throughout the whole movie, well, halfway through the movie, you're like, is this the father being paranoid? Is this girl being abused? What's happening? So, um, you know, we're going to give you spoilers. So the girl and the family have superpowers and they're considered <laughs> freaks by the rest of society. And you can tell this by the fact that they sort of uh, bleed um, or tear blood through, you know, from their eyes, um, from their powers. And um, apparently they say in the history that um, the reason why they're so um, strict with these these people with these powers is because they blew up Dallas. Is that right? Like someone blew up Dallas. Dallas was destroyed by a quote unquote freak. Right. Yeah. So um, therefore, the government now wants to limit these people because they're a danger. And then it's just a story about you know this little girl is super hyper focused on getting a mom figure in her life because her mom is not there and um it sort of unfolds that way 
Yeah, it's that I think you've uh, succinctly described the film. This is definitely a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because it it um, I I read somewhere it described as uh, sci-fi horror, and then I've seen it mm. described as drama mystery sci-fi. I think drama mystery sci-fi is a good um, a good description of this type of movie. Yeah, I don't see the horror aspect at all. So what did you think? We'll start. Yeah, Sarah, what did you think, Sarah? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I heard about this movie a bit before I picked it. And I didn't know. I never heard of it. Um, it wasn't like a, a big blockbuster, is what I'm trying to say. So I, I, it was like an independent sort of movie. And I wasn't sure what to expect. And I know Emil Hirsch was in it. And he hasn't done anything like super. I didn't know Bruce Dern was in it, actually. I like him. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of like a B movie, you know? But uh, sure. I liked it actually a lot. He was good. Um, you know, the storyline was okay. It was a little suspenseful. I like sci-fi movies. And it wasn't, like, cheesy. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was good. I liked it. Cool. Nicole, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I liked it, too. I think it's a movie that you'll, you kind of want to watch again after you know. Because a, a good chunk is, like, what is actually happening? Like, <laughs> you know, like, to the point where it's, like, they tell you at just the right time. Because soon you're, like, I don't even care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, like, I need to know because I'm not going to keep watching this. And so they tell you at, like, a pretty good point where you're just about to be, like. And the little actress is because sometimes like because a lot of this movie hangs on this kid and like mm-hmm. so i think she did a good job because if sure. she was not as good as she was it would have been hard to watch a little kid because she's a huge she is like yeah. the whole movie really so like that's a i always think that's kind of a risk to like put like um what was that movie uh Haley joel osmond the sixth sense mm-hmm. you know like he had like the whole movie hung on him you know so mm-hmm. like it's, and kids can go you know either way <laughs> sometimes so uh, i thought she did a good job so i thought it was good so once you kind of realize what's going on you're like oh okay like where's it gonna go and i love how they like like, even though a child is like the main role it's a very adult movie they talk to this kid like she is an adult which cracked me up i thought it was so funny how they (laughs) talked to this kid they didn't pull any punches (laughs) they were like from the start they're like not mean to her but they talked to her like she was an adult which uh, cracked me up i thought it was funny um but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a, a good movie in the end. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, just to get into some specific parts, I was very uncomfortable. I, I told Sarah last night, I think I watched this entire film standing up because <laughs> I was just, it was just very anxious <laughs> the whole time. Um, uh, and it starts out very, there is a very mysterious, what would you say it about 25, 30 minutes until you started getting real answers about, what's going on. I think mm-hmm. the first part of the movie was very uh, mysterious and uh, vague in their descriptions of what, you know, in their portrayal of what was going on. I really thought right from the get go that um, Bruce Stern's character, he plays uh, her grandfather turns out. I didn't, you know, like this creepy ice cream man. Yeah. And I really thought, yeah, that he was going to end up being quote unquote, the bad guys here. Mm-hmm. One of the bad guys mm-hmm. here where it turns out, um, you find out that they're, you know, obviously it's, that's his granddaughter and he's basically been, you know, stalking the house to get her to come out because the father was so protective of her. That to me was, was, was a, was a shock. I really thought it was going to go in another direction and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, what did you think about the concept of, you know, the, the father had a, um, a really incredible ability. So we should mention this movie, a lot of this movie takes place in a dilapidated house, you know, the house where the father and Chloe, who is the, 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 um, the character played, um, marvelously, amazingly by uh lexi colker is the 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 actress she she, this this little girl blew me away she blew me away i was i was shocked how Mm. how well of a job she did it takes place in the house and what did you think about the whole time bubble thing like he has a superpower right that he can stop time or keep time in the bubble what did you think of that aspect Mm. I mean that's an interesting talent to have uh, ability to have. I don't I don't really know how I mean it was for me it was it was it was actually kind of weird. Yeah, he can control it except for when he's sleeping, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And 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 did you get the whole point that when he explains that he's been holding time inside the that bubble mm. so all the time out stop outside of the house stops but the time inside continues mm-hmm. so there's an explanation where he says you know i've i've kept time stopped in the house when when only a few months have gone by since all these events have taken place seven years have passed inside the house so we find out again spoiler alert we find out that this the daughter of the father and the mother, and I don't know if we ever get their names, but the father, dad, and mom. Henry. Uh, is and, it Henry? Uh, Mary. Henry and Mary. Okay, very good. Um, uh, wow, you are. Hey, hey, you wrote those <laughs> notes down. Or, um, so obviously the child, Chloe, is super, super talented in that she is able to, um, I guess, project herself to other places. Right. So, so there's a, um, and I kind of like how they did this in the, in the, in the film where there's a closet, it's kind of like a timeout closet. Like he puts her in the timeout closet if she does something wrong, which really, I mean, it's not like she's doing anything wrong. He's just, he wants to protect her. He doesn't want her to go out into the world, into the world because it turns out that, uh, abnormals or, or for the derogatory term freaks, um, are round up, I guess. Mm. Um, and a lot of them are in hiding and if she were to go out and they would figure out that she was one of these freaks, abnormal people, um, the indicator being that she would cry this, you know, cry blood. Right. Um, which not to jump ahead, but I thought it was really cool how, you know, you could wipe blood away, but they were using these UV flashlights Mm -hmm. to check the eyes to see if the people were actually, um, abnormals or not. And he basically wanted to protect his daughter. So he he put her in the timeout room, which also was a kind of a portal between her and her mom and also the neighbor across the street. Mm-hmm. And she was able to really move around. So she had that, that really cool uh, power, which was very powerful. So the father had like this uh, time-stopping power and she had the uh, – you know, travel through time and space, I guess, space power. And the mom was just, I don't know. She was like a superhero. She could fly. 
Yeah. Every time she took off, like you, you wouldn't want to be around her when she took off because people were just exploding. <laughs> like their bodies would just disintegrate when she take off. <laughs> um, but you don't know her power until like the very end. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's the mother. Yeah, you really don't know. No idea what the and the yeah. grandpa can turn invisible. The grandpa, yeah. the grandpa can turn invisible. But but the point I was getting to is that you know when she does her first time, uh, not time, but her portal jump to her mother who she thinks is dead. Everybody says that her, the mother is dead. She wasn't dead. She was just, she was captured and she's in this big, this mountain um, where they keep people, you know, the mother's like, I can't, you know, you're my daughter. I can't, you know, you're Chloe, you're, but you're so much older. And it's because again, seven years had passed for her. It was just a couple of months, mm-hmm. but seven years had passed. So, so I thought that was an interesting concept there. Uh, that that you know he he protected her for all that time in time in a time bubble mm-hmm. and it's because I didn't really get it because the very beginning of the movie she looks out the window and like the birds are pretty much suspended in in the air they're not moving and it's kind of like looking through like yeah. watery kind of thing and I was like what's going on here mm-hmm. um, yeah I thought you know to be frank this was this was a home run Sarah this was a home run for me. <laughs> This yeah, this might actually be my first ten out of ten. I'll say that now. My A plus, yeah, wow. yeah, much much. Yes, Spanish prisoner has gone down <laughs> because, because of the film. You know, interesting. Look at the history of this of this film. It, I, I'm I'm disappointed that this really wasn't advertised. Was it? No, there was no. no you know, no real marketing for it and it looks like it was part of the toronto film festival in 2018 you could tell it's very canadian yeah was it yeah because everybody was like you know nice to it has a very canadian (laughs) vibe to it you can tell you can even tell by like the landscape when they're outside the park and stuff it just feels canadian yeah it's a very bad way it just does yeah um (laughs) it was uh directed by a gentleman named zach uh lipovsky um he really the other stuff that he's done i really haven't heard of have you heard of mech x4 no um he did produce the kim possible tv movie that i know because that's a disney a disney thing uh as well as he directed leprechaun origins from 2014 (laughs) <laughs> so uh so that's a, a a horror film there and it was um also co-written by adam stein who also directed kim possible so that's interesting so you have the these guys are working together and mech x4 so they're a team uh so that's actually uh pretty interesting um didn't i mean it did not make any money. I'll tell you that right mm-hmm. now. I made like three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars, and I'm just I'm I'm shocked. I'm I'm really happy that it was uh, on Hoopla Digital. I think our patron... it's on Netflix too. Is it on Netflix as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's how we watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that it's. Uh, I think if you're, I, I think if you're in the mood for a little bit of suspense and and you're into sci-fi, I think this would be a good film. Mm-hmm. I also, I thought it was funny. Uh, Ironically, it was very um, fitting, seeing as that from for 
half the film, she, this little girl is stuck inside and wants to go outside. <laughs> like uh, art imitating life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was, uh, it's a good film. I was expecting there to be a twist. I don't think there were any twists. I think there was just a good, I thought it was, the progression was good. The story writing was good. The acting was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I won't give away, but there's something that these beings can do uh, that forces the law enforcement to think that they're abnormals. And don't you think it's kind of weird that it's like, you know, shoot first and ask questions later? Like if yeah. if they see something going on, they don't, this woman must have done something pretty crazy to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. They shot everybody. Yeah. They care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they go after them uh pretty pretty hardcore. I, mean, I think there are a lot of like allegory. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think they're 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 trying to say mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. I definitely yes. That's yeah. thank you for bringing that up Nicole because there's um there is a lot of uh, of that in this film. It's sort of like X-Men-y without being like the like right. it's not that X-Men-y, but it has like X-Men vibes to it, you know, with like people with powers and how dangerous they are and how they really just want to they're not dangerous you know they're missing not misunderstood but you know what i mean like all that kind of stuff so it had that but it was way more of like because i think another i don't have children but i think a huge part of it was about being a parent and how how hard it is to be a parent how you want to protect your kid and especially Mm -hmm. if like they're they might be different in some way and keeping them safe and stuff i thought that was a huge like part Mm -hmm. of the story just about parenting and being a parent Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. It hit the the check marks on, on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of levels. I mean, I guess if I had to, um, if I had to mark it down for something, uh, Nicole, I think you're right. It, it is not a hundred percent original. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the themes in the film have been used before. I kind of got like, like you said, an X-Men vibe out of it. I got a little bit of a uh, Terminator vibe out of it. I got a little bit of um, like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vibe out of it. You know, <laughs> I just, that kind of thing. Uh, and um, what was the movie with um, Drew Barrymore back when I was a young and was that Firestarter? Oh, yeah. Is that a, is that a Stephen King story maybe? I don't yes. Know. Yeah. So uh, it got me that kind of feel, you know, like a young, young uh Well, it reminded me of... The Road. Oh, yes. With, uh, yes. Um, Vigo Mortensen. Yes. And it was about a father who, in an apocalypse, has to take care of his son, and but not yeah. as dreary. The Road is very depressing. Holy moly. I read that book. The book it's a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a book. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I read the I didn't see the movie, but I read the book. Yeah, it's so depressing. Oh, my God. The book is a hard read because it's not done, it's not done like in a linear way, and it's not like there's like a, it's like one long paragraph, right? I remember yeah. correctly. It's like not, yeah. <laughs> so uh, another another spoiler for for the ending. Were you expecting the father to come back as she was kind of sitting there no. and saying, come yeah. back, come back, come back? I was hoping not because that would have ruined it for me. Because then that leads into like yeah necromancy, witchy kind of. Like, I, I, I was like thinking that different. too. I'm like, this is how we start zombies. Because yeah, story. yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, there. That's a different story. That's like a different yeah. like skill set if you will you know what i mean like a different like that like i think those, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't because i was like no don't come back don't come back just be dead like yeah. that's yeah your, your power has to have some limits like every power still has its like limitations if you're bringing people back from the dead then that's over. sure yeah and it's 
it, the other, th- the finally, the one thing I, I just wanted to mention is that for me, it was kind of interesting because I didn't know, I really enjoyed these characters. I felt for them. I was rooting for them. But at the same time, there was part of me, like in the back of my head, was I saying, should I be rooting for them? You know, I, are they are they good people who were who were, you know, forced into hiding because of society and, and what they or are they super are they really dangerous? And it's just society and, and everyone was just um, so destroyed or changed because of what they did or what happened. You know what I'm saying? Does that mm. does that make sense? Yeah, but I'm team abnormal. I You're think team, team abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. even like the one, the chick, uh, the excuse me, the chick, <laughs> the, the agent, the lady yeah. agent, because like she seemed like she might be good, but even so, she was like, we could use her. Like so, even like yeah, the good people, like, they true. wanted yeah. to either kill them with the quickness that they shot people, even just thinking they were abnormal, and then even the one who might be like on their side, mm-hmm. we're only on their side to like harness them. For whatever they wanted to do, yeah. you know. Yeah. So right. yeah, I don't know. I, and the and the dad, you know, the dad just wanted to protect his that's kid. True. Like he didn't really. Mm-hmm. I I love how obsessed with ice cream she was. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought at the beginning, of the, this this girl is going to get kidnapped over you know a, a chocolate ice cream cone. Yeah. But it was so good. Like it was such a, a good perspective of like a child because like her dad comes in bleeding. Like open wound, bleeding, <laughs> running from something, and she's like, "You forgot the ice cream." Dad. <laughs> like, like that's what a kid. Like so, you know, sometimes yes. when you're a kid, yeah. you get like tunnel vision, and you just like want what you want, and like you could care less that her dad was like yeah. half dead on the floor. She's like, "You forgot the ice cream." <laughs> True. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay, so uh, so uh, we'll start with you, Nicole. Uh, one to ten. What would you give this film? It was good. I give it. I don't know, a nine and a half. It was great. Oh, I really yeah. All right, nice. Sarah? A nine. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 10. Ah. This was uh, an enjoyable film, well written, incredibly well acted. Uh, and, uh, and I enjoyed it very, very much. And I would put it on my list of um, top films. Oh, good. So, for a little independent film that made $350,000 <laughs> compared to the abomination that was Star Wars, the, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> See how deep that wound is? I, I do. <laughs> All right. Very good. So that does it for another episode of the podcast. If you want to listen to older episodes or read our show notes, please visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And if you have an idea for a future show, or if perhaps you have a film that you want us to watch and then we can chat about it, then please send us an email, podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show.